Stay tuned for the next two hours for Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio, Radio Ukrainskoho Korinya, with me, Pavlina, here on CHLY 101.7 FM, Radio Malaspina.
And a group from Ukraine opening our program for today called Rozhanetsya and a humorous song called Oi Priala Ya Kudaletsu, which is kind of a nonsense song about, oh, um, having a lot of fun at a party one night and then suffering the consequences the next day. We all know how that goes. <laughs> anyway, if you can't laugh about it, what's the point of doing it? Again, that was Rozhanetsya with Oi Priala Ya Kudaletsu. Vitaju vas vsih šanovni radiju suhači na radio programu Naš holos radio ukrajinskoho korinja. Pri mikrofoni Pavlina, djakuju što rišale prebuti zimnoju suhodni. Hello there and welcome to Naš holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on CHLY 101.7 FM Radio Malaspina in beautiful downtown Nanaimo. I'm your host Pavlina. Thank you so much for joining me. We've got two great hours of information and music packed for you. We'll have a recipe and other items of interest, a proverb, and all sorts of great stuff, including great Ukrainian music. And coming up next is another artist from Ukraine by the name of Katya Buzhinska, and here she is with A Unas na Ukraini at Our Place in Ukraine. Let's go. 
дороги іншої не треба. Поки зорить чумацький шлях, я йду від тебе і до тебе, по золотих твоїх стежках. Мені
Прислухайте радіопрограму «Наш голос» радіо українського коріння, котра подається вам на хвилі CHLY 1017 FM у місті Нанаймо. Говорить Павліна. You're listening to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio broadcasting live at CHLY 101.7 FM in beautiful downtown Nanaimo. I'm your host Paulina. And now Ukrainian food flair with Sylvia Molnar, tips for Ukrainian cooking. Hello. Summer brings us an array of luscious berries and fruit and how gorgeous the blossoms on the fruit trees are pink and or white. Cherries are said to date back as far as 300 BC. I find the cherry desserts to be very special because I love both sweet and sour juicy cherries. We had both types of cherry trees in our garden when I was a kid. Our family dog loved the cherries too, even the sour ones. Dad made beautiful sour cherry wine, and Mum made all kinds of cherry desserts, pies, cakes, soups, puddings, and sweet pierogies. She never pitted the cherries as she felt the pits imparted a great flavor. She was right, of course. Remember to remind anyone who is devouring this pudding to watch out for the pits if you have decided to do the same and not pit them for this recipe. It is as easy to make as it is delicious to eat, and to make it, you will just need the following. Two cups dry, regular, or sweet bread, diced. One and a half cups warm milk, three large eggs separated, half cup sugar, quarter teaspoon salt, quarter teaspoon cinnamon, two tablespoons butter melted, three cups cherries pitted or not, half cup blanched almonds coarsely chopped. Soak the bread in the milk. Beat the yolks with the sugar and salt and mix into the bread. Add the cinnamon, melted butter, cherries and almonds. Beat the egg whites until stiff and fold into the cherry mixture. Put the batter into a buttered dish and place it in a pan of hot water. Cover and bake in a 350-degree oven for about 35 minutes. Serve hot with a dollop of yogurt, vanilla ice cream, sour cream, or cream. Try it. It's Ukrainian. This has been Ukrainian Food Flare from the Nasholos Audio Archives.
from Steinbeck, Manitoba. That was the By Request Band and Vern's Waltz. Coming up next is a group from Toronto, Ontario, and uh, this is a group that pretty much most polka bands these days have, in one form or another, at one time or another, um, emulated. It is none other than Buria. They've been around for, I don't know, 30, 35 years, still going strong in Toronto. And uh, here they are now with a song that uh, is traditionally Ukrainian folk song I heard quite a bit of, actually, when I was there in Ukraine just uh, a little while ago. Um, and it is called You Seduced Me. And it is, I just note the um, musical stylings. It is uh, traditional, but it is very much got a klezmer influence. And uh, Budia happens to, for uh, the very many gigs that they do, uh, they do weddings, they do a lot of bar mitzvahs too. So kind of not too surprising that there is that uh, klezmer influence. So here's Budia now. And uh, right after that is we'll tell you a little bit more about the roots of klezmer. In the meantime, Sit back, relax. Don't, don't sit back. Lace up your dancing shoes, and uh, you'll want to get moving to this one. Buria and Tijamena Pidmanula. Yeah. 
Слухайте радіопередачу «Наш голос» радіо українського коріння на хвилі CHLY 1017 FM у місті Ненаймо. При мікрофоні Павліна. This is «Наш голос» Ukrainian Roots Radio on CHLY 101.7 FM in Ненаймо. I'm your host, Павліна. Jesteśmy jak rodzina, 
song by a group from Poland and uh, was written specifically for the Maidan. And Podaj Reka Ukraine. My Polish is bad, so I don't know what that is. A group is called Taraka. Coming up next uh, is Alex Kretov, part of the duo Umagma and uh, an original composition very recently released called Krok. Krok Na snu Печать холодна ніжнуть Світ Серці до там, де наші заповідні сни дивляться сни, до дуже так катастрофічно близько та весни. Як знімається сонце, падає сонце Твої очах В твої очах yeah. Так А в ній Що жили на землі Я йти не в білій хаті з Богом все Лише дим і смак тонкого щастя на бігу Свою лишу сукню і втіче. Там, де бачу, як знімається сонце, пане сонце в твоїх очах, в твоїх очах. special feature courtesy Ukraine Today, Ukraine's first English-language TV and news channel. The following is one of a series of features exploring pressing issues in today's Ukraine.
Hello and welcome to Ukraine Today. I'm Vladimir Solohub. Join me now to discuss the progress in improving the business environment in Ukraine is Ukraine's Deputy Business Ombudsman, Mr. Yaroslav Hirschak. Mr. Hirschak, welcome to Ukraine Today. Thank you. So, Mr. Hirschak, your office has been working for more than a year now. You're vested with the task of improving the business climate in Ukraine. You are the mediator between the business and the government. How this year has been for you? Reasonably long period of time passed by to uh, find out whether this experiment, which was uh, to see how a non-traditional mechanism for the resolution of disputes between the uh, businesses and the government, uh, could be successful. Insofar as who we are as an institution is the reputational leverage that we exercise, which stems from who created us and uh, uh, how professional are the people working there. And uh, I might say quite affirmatively that the experiment was uh, quite successful. And I can illustrate it with a bit of a statistics if you want. Was it successful for you, for the businesses, or for the government? That is supposed to be successful for everyone. Everyone is supposed to uh, benefit from the fact that uh, we've been set up by the government, by international financial institutions, namely EBIR, the OECD, and five large Ukrainian business associations. In that sense, we are unique uh, because each of uh, those uh, stakeholders, including the governmental agencies as they are represented at both central and local level, uh, are supposed to see with us something that uh, makes us to be they are known to a certain extent. But, but what, what, what you're doing, what you're doing is you are um, reviewing the compl- you're receiving complaints from the, go- from, from the business and you are trying to extrajudicially resolve these complaints with the government, with the government agencies. So how do the government agencies treat you and they see you when you come to them and say, hey guys, we have a complaint, you did something wrong? Indeed. Uh, so obviously they're not happy. Uh, indeed, to begin with, our uh, mandate is twofold. First is to uh, investigate individual complaints uh, lodged by businesses against uh, all types of government. And second is to write systemic reports on the issues that negatively characterize the quality of uh, business environment in Ukraine. Uh, let's, your talk question, about, let's talk first about the Your uh, question the relates to the first uh, component of our mandate, which is to investigate individual complaints. Uh, complaint arrives if the criteria are uh, in there to accept the uh, complaint that becomes a case and we indeed start our investigation which insofar as we are uh, authority we, we, we are the body not vested with the formal binding authority uh, determines uh, what is the investigation in our particular case from the substantial standpoint we approach them with the um, request to disclose certain information we ask them to uh, carefully review the merits of the complaint to find out whether um, uh, there might be some grounds for bringing someone to disciplinary or any other types of uh, uh, legal uh, liability. We ask them to uh, proceed with the registration action, close uh, open criminal proceeding, refund VAT, do whatever is necessary in each individual case. So let's talk about cooperation. How much of cooperation do you get from the government? Because obviously you don't have, uh, well, your recommendations are, as the word suggests, they, are, they have advisory nature and they're non-binding. So it's up to the government for authority whether to follow it or not. Uh, two things important mentioning here. 
uh, recommendation is non-binding, but the recommendation is subject to uh, mandatory review and provision of a reasonably well-grounded answer. We don't accept, you know, just a simple uh, plain vanilla type of a copy-paste answer that we might uh, periodically see. We want to uh, not only give the opportunity, and that's one of the features of our work, for the state authority to express and explain itself, but we want to see uh, exactly in, in, in a sufficient level of details uh, what uh, explains their view. As for the uh, success that uh, we have with the implementation of our recommendations, uh, as at now, there were about 240 issued, out of which uh, about 70% has been implemented. With the Ministry of Justice, for instance, 76% of our recommendations has been implemented. State Fiscal Service, even though we have the largest number of complaints filed against them, uh, now, nonetheless uh, features about 72% of recommendations being implemented. And when we're talking about implementing these recommendations, um, in, in, in general terms, what are these? Do the government authorities, uh, government agencies, change their decisions? Uh, do they um, amend something in these decisions? Because obviously, once the complaint was made, something was, was wrong with the previous decision. So how does it work? The nature of the, of the recommendation is uh, be as specific as possible. So the, to answer your question, I guess we have to depart from the state authority that we are dealing with while issuing the recommendation. Uh, and uh, you know, the substance would, of course, differ from uh, state fiscal service on the one hand, and uh, for instance, uh, uh, law enforcement agencies. State fiscal service, while fulfilling our recommendation, would refund VAT, would cancel the uh, negative outcomes of a particular tax audit. Uh, they would uh, uh, repay overpaid uh, amounts of tax. Tax police would close. Uh, and all this happens in, this, in, 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 in the course of these statistics, which you just mentioned, that's a, a X number it of It actually decisions. happens both in course of the actual uh, investigation that uh, is supposed to take 90 days, uh, or it might also happen following the issuance of the decision by the business ombudsman, uh, whereby we are continuing monitoring implementation of those recommendations. And monitoring is a very important uh, element of our work. You know, we are not uh, um, uh, wrapping up things by the time or following the issuance of the uh, of the recommendation. We continue to be as stubborn and persuasive as we can uh, in order to see that eventually the recommendation will be fulfilled. Mr. Rishon, can we talk now about this second part of your work about the systemic reports? Uh, what kind of reports you have already issued or you are in the process of issuing and uh, who are these reports directed to? There are, were six reports issued so far, problems faced by uh, businesses in connection with the uh, ongoing military operation uh, and the annexation of uh, temporary annexation of Crimea, uh, problems with the foreign economic activity, relations of businesses with uh, natural monopolies, uh, the problem of getting hooked up to electricity, the problem with administering business taxes, and the uh, problem of uh, abuse of power, the part of a state uh, of the law enforcement agencies. So, again, what what is there in these reports? Is this is it, again some sort of recommendations which you advise the government to implement, 
or there is something more? Let me give you an example by employing the reports on abuse of powers at the part of law enforcement agencies as a, an example. The report provides a taxonomy of abuses that we ascertained uh, in course of our practical work. Uh, we identified four types of abuses effectively. One, when the criminal proceedings are being opened and we uh, regard this as a uh, frivolous uh, practice because effectively this is the groundless uh, exercise of the discretionary power of the part of law enforcers. Uh, second is when a business is coming and filing an application seeking uh, registration of the uh, information about the committed uh, criminal offense with the certain electronic uh, registry that we have in this country. Uh, effectively, this has to be done uh, without verifying um, um, uh, thoroughly the substance uh, or the merits of that uh, document. Uh, uh, the registration action as such cannot be denied. Often it is. Uh, third type is when the actual course of a pretrial investigation is being delayed or deferred. And the fourth is uh, various types of abuses when uh, uh, law enforcers are coming and are conducting the actual investigatory action, such as search, seizure of uh, documents or data, etc. Who do you provide these reports to? The reports, once issued, uh, are being sent to uh, all, of the, all of the counterparties uh, that we regard as being relevant, uh, not only, of course, in the sense of understanding the substance of the problem, which might be more or less obvious. The only uh, uh, value added here is that when we are discussing the, the, the subject matter or the substance of those problems is that uh, we might uh, uh, illustrate that this is very much uh, attributable to the typology of the complaints that we receive ourselves as the Business Ombudsman Council. But most importantly, when it comes to um, who uh, is important for us as a recipient of the report is, of course, those that will be instrumental in our review when it comes to implementation of our recommendations set forth in those uh, uh, reports. Did you see the government, agency, Im government agencies implementing your recommendations? Uh, sometimes the uh, work can have a bit of a sporadic nature because, for instance, there is a certain draft law that we are uh, supporting. Uh, it's the law that is being uh, with the, uh, the Parliamentary Committee on Tax and Customs uh, Issues. Uh, the thing is that if uh, adopted, that law will uh, comprehensively implement all of our recommendations that we suggested in order to tackle first type of abuses, which is the groundless opening of criminal proceedings. Um, in particular, we suggest that uh, uh, you cannot, as a law enforcement uh, agency, as a tax police in particular, open criminal proceeding for tax evasion uh, until there is a valid court decision that entered into force. Right now, this approach is unfortunately absent, even though the uh, joint position of the Supreme Court and the uh, substance of the, one of the articles in the tax code uh, contemplate otherwise. Mr. Tushar, uh, can you, can you right. please explain me, what is the difference between the Office of Business Ombudsman and a myriad of other organizations, NGOs, including international NGOs, all of which are issuing all sorts of reports on continuous basis, identifying all sorts of problems Ukraine have. Are you just another entity issuing reports 
or there is something more. You can do something more. There is a reputational leverage that I mentioned to you earlier during our conversation, which stems from the uh, fact uh, that this is the first uh, uh, animal, so to say, uh, here, that uh, um, you know, by employing the mechanism of ombudsman institution has been created at the same time by the government. Well, there are another. There are all, there are other organizations like the World Bank, which issue, issues the, um, the Corruption Index report, where Ukraine is very low on, on on this list. Yet nothing is being done, despite the very high reputation of the World Bank. Well, uh, inherently we are different because we are functioning as a pre-trial investigatory institution, and we are vested with certain functionality, uh, which, in conjunction with the reputational leverage that we have. Uh, allows us to see the result uh, in there. Well, uh, we'll be we'll be following this um, the, the work of your office really closely, and uh, wish you best of luck, Mr. Hirschak. Many thanks for Thank you. finding Thank the you time to come and talk to us. We were discussing the work and the effectiveness of the work of the Office of Business Ombudsman of Ukraine with Deputy Business Ombudsman Mr. Hirschak. Hirschak. I'm Vladimir Solohub in Ukraine today. This has been a special feature courtesy Ukraine's first English-language TV and news channel, Ukraine Today. To hear more from Ukraine Today, check all of this week's editions of Nasholos at www.nasholos.com. And for their full roster of breaking stories, as well as interviews, press reviews, and in-depth analysis on Ukraine, follow Ukraine Today on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and their live blog, uatoday.tv. Вислухайте радіопередачу «Наш голос» радіо українського коріння на радіостанції CHLY 1017 FM у місті Ненаймо. З вами Павліна. You're listening to «Наш голос» Ukrainian Roots Radio here on CHLY 101.7 FM in Ненаймо. I'm your host, Павліна.
and Tutti Tum from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, and other places in Canada. They have dispersed, but they still get together and record albums and do great music. That was Chervonenke Buriachok, the little red beat. Up next is Kalena. This is a group from Winnipeg, and a song for you called Serum Peroje, Cottage Cheese Pierogies. Come, 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 come
from Ukraine and Kapaluch, which means cap. And you're listening to Nationalist Ukrainian Roots Radio on CHLY 101.7 FM Radio Malaspina. We will be back with Hour 2 after these messages. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. 